Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting. I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Hi guys, and welcome back to my podcast. I am your host, Janina Mopola. Welcome back to Happy and Healthy. It's a Tuesday. Well, not really, but we po- I post these on Tuesdays. Yeah. And this is my friend, Miss Kenzie Elizabeth Hi. Piper. Oh <laughs> I just hit the wire. Hi, everyone. I'm <laughs> Kenzie. So happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. You know, we've actually had 
ton. I keep saying we, but like, it's really just me. But I mean, I do have my like podcast coordinator, but I've had people request you to come on the podcast. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. I'm honored. They're like, please bring Kenzie on. So you've been highly requested. Oh my gosh. Woman of the hour. My ego is through the roof now. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll deflate it very soon. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But tell them like who you are and everything. Uh, my name is Kinsey. I'm 23. I live in Dallas, Texas. I grew up here. I lived in LA for about five years. I, I answer that now at the beginning of podcasts because there's still people who think I live in LA. Yeah. Especially because I'm there all the time. Um, I'm a lifestyle vlogger, podcast host. I've known Janine since I was 16. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. so crazy. I know. That's so crazy. Yeah. So Kenzie and I go way, way back. Like when I lived here and when she lived here, we were friends. We... Actually, do we meet when I was at UT? Yeah, because you weren't, yeah. I was were my, it was my sophomore year of UT when I was 19. You were, no, I was 20. You were a baby, though. How much? Yeah, I guess four, we're four years apart. Yeah. Okay. I'm 27. I was a, I want to say I was a sophomore. Junior, it was before junior because it was before I started dating my boyfriend that year. Because I remember. I remember. That. Was it just Yeah. Back okay. then. <laughs> yeah. Keep it on. Who cares at this point? Okay. Hey, Justin. What's Ask up? Ask him where TK's audio is. <laughs> hey. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I know you're uh, selling a lot of clothing online. I've been seeing it. Yeah. Um, He's killing it. Good for yeah. him. Good, Justin. Yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Anyway. So, yeah. Kenzie and I basically go way back. And then she moved to L.A., And then I was like, okay, dang, like, Kenzie moved. I know a lot of YouTubers obviously moved to California. Yeah. It's the thing you do. Then I moved there. So we were there for, I was there for three years. Then you, did you move before I? Yeah, because. When did you move back to Dallas? When I moved back? Yeah. February 2020. Okay. You You moved right before me. Yeah. And then I moved March 2021. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically all that to say, Kenzie and I go way back and we, I kind of wanted to talk about like the evolution of social media with Kenzie because we've been both doing this for a very, very long time. I've been doing this for 10 years. How long have you been doing this? Probably eight at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We were like fetuses when we started and we've been through so many different like phases of social media, whether that's YouTube to now on to TikTok, Instagram, we both have podcasts. Like we have seen ourselves changed a lot. I've watched Kenzie literally grow up before my little eyes. I saw her be like a little cutie child to just this like absolute babe, which you're babe. such a babe, like Thank truly. You. Wow. And go. I'm kidding, by the way. <laughs> no, but you really have. Like you've grown <laughs> up and it's been really cool to watch you evolve. And social media has changed a crap ton since we've been on it. How would you say, like, when we started it, what would you say it was like back then? I, it's so different, It's, honestly. like, scary, I but, like, it so was, innocent. It was a really smaller, it was a smaller community. Mm-hmm. I think I look back now and I feel like it was really wholesome because people, at that point, it, it, yeah, people were, like, making money and careers and stuff, but not to the point where, like, everyone really knew. Yep. Sometimes I still get questions from people asking what my job is, who oh, watch the vlogs same. and podcasts. Yeah, so back then... Especially in Dallas, I get that a lot. Yeah, back then, um, it was just a way smaller community. I don't know. It was it was very different, though. It was so, like, okay, that's when you were still doing collabs. Every video was oversaturated. It was, like, <laughs> literally, like, the yeah. saturation. We would all have these, like, cheesy little effects, the techno music... The 30-second intros where you're spinning around in a circle. The steady like, cams. The steady cams. I literally thought about the steady cam yesterday when I was setting up my equipment for a video. And I was like, 
what remember when I used to like use a steady cam like what a time to be you'd alive. have to get a filmer you have yeah. to do all these yeah, things yeah my ex <laughs> <laughs> and that's when most people's relationships at that time uh-huh. ended up failing couples channels couples which channels. failed miserably yeah we're oh not doing that God. again ever. That. Yeah, yeah PTSD to that as well I have that for you so I get mm. that yeah it was brutal <laughs> <laughs> but it was honestly like so wholesome like no one really I feel like was that invested in like I need to make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. I need to be super hot. I need to get fillers. I need to have this designer bag. Maybe we were just entering into that phase, but I don't think we really knew what we were getting ourselves into at that time. It was very innocent, and you had all these cute little YouTube best friends, and you were traveling, and you're meeting your internet friends in, like, LA or New York where VidCon was happening or BeautyCon. Yeah. I'm getting nostalgic. <laughs> BeautyCon. I'm at oh my god I was trying to think of the name I went to that once and it was like my dream come true I went once and it was also my dream come true and it was the last one that everyone went to yeah I'm glad that I did it yeah I think that was the last time as well was that one time but also I remember going and thinking what was the hype all about what was the hype about I think it was just that we met each other yeah or we met people we were watching on YouTube or people I don't know I think it was more of a community thing it wasn't if you guys don't know what IMATS is it was the international makeup and artistry artist trade show yeah um and essentially YouTubers kind of like infiltrated it which they didn't want that understandably so because we weren't makeup artists we were just like hey I'm here to like get free products yeah basically (laughs) which was not good not good and um, everyone would go, so you'd be able to meet up with your internet friends, whatever. And then things like BeautyCon came about, you know. Which I was thankful for. I really did like BeautyCon, actually. And I would go every year. Is every it still year. a thing? No. Oh, they shut down? I've n- I haven't heard about BeautyCon in over three years. Either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know what happened. I'm late to the game. I just feel like something happened within the actual business of, like, the company and the employees. And I don't really know, but it just kind of disappeared, which was... But also, they shifted BeautyCon from being about influencers to solely celebrities, which kind of defeated the purpose because I think people wanted a space to meet their favorite beauty gurus or that were beauty guru. I haven't used that in so long. I used to call myself that, which I was so not a beauty guru. I'm still not. But you're you're actually really good at makeup, though. That's the difference between you and most people, including myself. You're actually really good at makeup. I still don't think I am, but thank you. I do like to still learn, like, about makeup and what works best, and I try out products a lot, but... I don't consider myself a beauty guru but at all. You were doing tutorials that were actually good and helpful. Oh, you know? You. <laughs> like, that, that's <laughs> wow. a big difference. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of true. But yeah, BeautyCon was awesome. So yeah, I think we had that little, like, cute, wholesome stage. And then where do you think it started taking a turn? I don't know because I think there's pros and cons to all of it. I don't think I where agree. we're at now is necessarily a bad, bad thing. Yeah. And for me, it was never like, oh, social media became super unhealthy and all of these things. I've been like, honestly, like proactive to kind of keeping a better relationship yeah. with it. Obviously, that has not always been the case. I honestly, I want to say it was the saturation days. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> even, I only did saturation for, I didn't do it the whole time that everyone yeah. was doing oh, it. I did it for way too long. Well, also, though, you were, like, collabing with the people who were doing it. So True. I felt like you kind of... Yeah, and you kind of had to. to yeah, if you're you getting that audience, up. you had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it was really... I remember Olivia Jade on YouTube started going back to, like, old-school YouTube videos. And I remember being like, thank God, because that <laughs> meant they were going to come back. I yeah. just hated that. It was so not me, and it, there was a lot of pressure. So for me, when social media changed, I want to say it was probably the saturation days, because 
at that point, you couldn't just post a vlog because it right. wasn't going to perform well. No, it sucks. Yeah. Now it's like people love vlogs. Yes. Now I, I'm so thankful. I love vlogs. Me too. And those are my highest, best performing videos. Yeah. So thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I started feeling like as well, um, the sat oversaturated videos, I remember feeling like I hated filming them, but I was like, I have to do this. And I would absolutely dread my job, dread filming when it's like, I know it's not that hard of a job to do. It is a lot of work, but compared to like, obviously a doctor, like Mm -hmm. YouTubers have it a lot easier. But I remember there was a point where I was like, I don't enjoy this anymore. Like what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I keep up? But I was like, I'm getting older. Like it's natural to progress and natural to not want to do the same thing. And also YouTube was changing as well. So I'm glad we're more in the era of, you know, more normal, chill, not saturated, very raw, real, Mm -hmm. authentic. Like I love the fact that Instagram now there's no filters. It's like cute little vlogs. It's very, very like aesthetic. Like this is by far my favorite phase that Instagram and social media is in. Personally. Agreed. I completely agree with that. I absolutely love it. I love that. I literally can take a picture and if the lighting is good on it, I just post it. Like that's it. I don't even add any filter, nothing. I don't, I haven't added filters in so long though, but I agree. Like I, I don't know. Also there were just certain things that I don't, I didn't love the like super over edited things across yep. any platform. I was talking to TK about this recently and she was like giving me tips. And I'm like, but the difference is that I don't like overly produced yeah. shot videos, YouTube videos. Like it's not that I don't like them, but I, I see they serve a purpose. I just personally don't watch them. Yeah, I, I agree actually. Same. Like, I love like the Havens, like Julian Hunter Havens have yeah. the best. Yeah, you got me hooked on them as well. Yeah, but they're so raw and real and normal. And I would rather watch that and be that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, and I think you have to make content that you want to watch as well. Like, if you don't even want to watch your own content, what makes you think someone else is going to want to watch your content? Yeah. So I have to constantly check myself, too, when I'm making a video brainstorming. I'm like, would I watch this video? And if I would, then, yeah, let's freaking do it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm I'm really glad where it's com- almost at now. And I do think, again, like, as you were saying, every phase of social media is not bad There are pros and cons, but that's just, like, the progression of life in itself. Like, you look back to your old high school photos, and you're like, what the freak was I wearing? Like, there's some things I can guarantee you. I'm going to look back now at, like, my skinny, or not my skinny jeans, my straight leg jeans with all the rips. I'm going to be like, what the freaking heck were you wearing? Look at your contact photo and look what we're wearing in it. Oh my gosh. So, oh my God. Janine's outfit is actually fine from what I can see. Mine is a striped dress. No, mine was still bad. Denim vest. I wish we could pull up that photo. I might have my podcast director pull up the photo because this was the second time we met. No, this was the same weekend that we met. We did a meet and greet at the mall in Austin. I think we had met each other a few times before that because I think Mike said and stuff was before that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Then you're right. Yeah. But yeah, we basically showed up to this meet and greet. This was in Austin. This was like maybe 2013, 14. Yeah. <laughs> I wore this like lacy crop top. Everyone wore like the crop top and the skirt. And then, you know, those like the circle big, skirts. the circle skirt, mm-hmm. the big beaded, chunky, gaudy necklaces. Bobble bar. Bobble bar. Yeah. Mine was a knockoff because I was still really poor. When and people would wear the arm candy and like yeah. the arm candy. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made no money. I honestly didn't come from a lot of money. So my parents were like, we're not freaking buying you that. Yeah. So I think I went to like, and like an AliExpress website type of thing and purchased a necklace. Now that I'm looking so back, funny. I'm like, what were you wearing? That is so funny. It's so freaking funny to look back at that stuff. 
Yeah. I look back at my old self and I just cringe all the time. Yep. Like, it could be a year ago and I'm like, ooh. Oh, like, I know. What? Even, okay, so like we're saying, even like with filters, like I, I was just going through my Instagram with my sister the other day and she was like, so you really don't use filters anymore? And I was like, no. And then she, she started scrolling back to my Instagram and she was like, whoa, your Instagram has changed a ton. Because it was like one phase of like, Instagram presets where you would buy them from your favorite influencers. Then I went to Tezza. Then I started doing Lightroom. Then I started doing the whole Visco phase. Uh Oh, I was massive onto Visco or VSCO. And then sometimes you would add like the cheesy little like, like little pop thingies on your photos. At least I did. I would add little like squares and hearts. I'm, I still cringe to this day thinking about that. Um, the um the lights what were they called like the flares bo- no bokeh Boca. yeah why did we do the that? white the white borders too yeah oh white r.i.p and thank god yeah. <laughs> interesting it's so crazy but now okay and also i think for example too you know we at that time it was like youtube somewhat instagram snapchat and twitter yeah and i think twitter for me twitter and snapchat I never use them. Now it's like Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You know, oh my gosh, guys, I can't speak anymore, but you want to know something that's crazy? Yeah, tell me. I haven't been on Snapchat for probably five years, and I'm back on Snapchat now. No. Isn't that crazy? You reverted back? Yes, I reverted back. There's a lot of things that I've reverted back to, but... I just use it as like my hometown. For, I have like twenty five. Yeah, it's like there. your version. It's of like close my friends. friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm on. I still go on Twitter because Twitter is really funny. I don't like post or like tweet or whatever. Yeah. TikTok though is, I mean, a ride I or die. <laughs> love TikTok. I mean, yeah. it took me a second to really understand it. Oh, same. But once you really get it, you there's just once you get no the hype, off. you are you become the hype. Yeah. I speak in terms of TikTok. Like, yeah. I say the audios all the time. I, I am that person. No, it's embarrassing because Maddie and I, I mean, I literally, because, like, the walls in my house are very thin. I can hear Maddie in her room just scrolling yep. for hours and vice versa. And we always joke to each other in, like, TikTok slangs. It's, like, it's the new Vine, obviously, yes. but longer form Vine. But I'm obsessed with TikTok to definitely a fault. And, like, I took a month off of posting because I was just, like, very dry in the sense of like I don't even know what to post on here and just like three days ago I'm like okay we back baby Mm -hmm. but I I love TikTok the humor is so good it's It's so different it is so original and I am like who thinks of these things Uh and I love it it's so fun it's great and I learn honestly so much from TikTok so much also side note did you know actually the set active team told me this but they said it would be a good tiktok and they gave it to me to steal so i guess i want to steal, steal it at this point did you know and this might be one of those things that everyone knows but no one in the studio did we'll see when you click let's say you're on an elevator and you click floor nine and you meant to click 10 you just double click nine and it unpresses it and then you can just go to 10 what yeah yeah. My mind is blown. Think I about have, all the times you've like someone's hit all the oh, way. Yeah. The way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Now that is a life hack if I've ever heard one. Okay, so we're just learning some new uh, new life hacks and everything. Oh my god, life hack YouTube. Don't miss <gasps> that either. Oh oh my god. Okay, that was another phase in YouTube where everything was so clickbaity. It was the life hacks. It was all the DIYs. It was all the back to schools. I remember also the whole back to school thing. I think the last back to school I did was probably my maybe junior or senior year of college. And I got to the point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I am not 
this is not my phase anymore. I'm not even yeah. there. I'm about to graduate. Like, what are you doing? The people so who were running stopped. it weren't even in school. Who yeah, were no. like the big people doing Which is so stuff. weird if you think about it. Now it's weird, but it didn't feel weird at the time. At the time, you're like, I'm yeah. older, I'm wiser, I'm able to give more advice. Yeah. Which I get it. it but makes they sense. were like at high schools with like backpacks and stuff. Yeah, it I wasn't definitely even like, did that. Yeah. Me and like Adeline Moore and Tiffany and at Meg the DeAngelis. High school where we that all shoot at the same all, school. Why did we do that? Well, we would get kicked off. They got so mad. Yeah, I got yeah. kicked off twice actually there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful school. Though. It really like, is. You go to that high school. I'm so jealous of you. It's beautiful. Uh, I, yeah, I was homeschooled, so I never got a school like that. I was always so. I forget you were homeschooled. Yeah, thank God. I'm glad you forget because that means I don't act it. You're really outgoing for a homeschooled kid. Yeah, that was just a phase. Well, I was, like, home homeschooled from elementary to seventh grade. And then I went to, like, those the co-op. Pods or whatever. Pods? Aren't they called pods? Home no. Pods? <laughs> okay, maybe some. Co-ops. I know another family who called them pods. I've never heard so that in my entire life. So maybe that's a the, jewel pod. <laughs> yeah, that's where she went. Um, yeah, but you also went to, like, a university. So I, I did, like yeah. Kind of yeah, out. I did. So that definitely helped me get more in the real world, I guess you could say. Was it, I'm like, a culture for. shock for you? Abso-freaking-lutely. Yeah, like, my school was still quite normal, but there was no partying, no smoking, no, like, none of my friends were having sex. Like, yeah, there was a couple, and the thing is, too, when you would hear about someone, someone having sex, it was, like, the deal. ultimate, like, talk around town. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe that girl's having sex. And I heard this, and it was, like... It would get around quick because my school was small. And so, like, nobody was really doing that. And then I went to UT, and I was like, what is happening? It, and that's why I, like, went psycho for a second there. Yeah. It was crazy. I went to public school, and I remember the first couple who had sex, and it was literally eighth grade. And it was oh crazy young then. Like, we all were like, wait, what? And then, yeah. obviously, you go to high school. But, like, still to this day, people will be they're like, do you remember when that happened? Because it was so crazy. Oh, we were young, innocent little Kenzie and Janine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So funny. So, what would you say? Like, how do you feel like you've evolved in, over time with like social, uh, social media? media? I think social media has really evolved with me. Like, my mm-hmm. own personal social media has always evolved with me because I've gone through so many different life phases. It's like when I was in high school, and then I moved to LA, and when I was in college, and yep. now it's like more post grad. And obviously, it's not the traditional thing, but. Even to the sense of, like, last year I got really into cooking and reading, and that's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of my content. I mean, cooking, not as much as it was last year, but it really just evolves. Like, I always say, like, when people ask about the, my podcast, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. So I just say lifestyle because, like, that's, like, an easy way for me to be, like, yeah. whatever I'm into at the time. Even I'm so randomly into brain health, and I've had doctors brain? come on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I listened to it. your episode with Caroline Lee yeah. because she's amazing. Amazing. Love I her book. love her. Yeah, I want to have her on as well. Yeah, you should email her. She's great. But they really, I don't know. I think my social media really just evolves with whatever I'm interested in. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's, it's honestly so cool to look back and be like, my followers have literally watched me go through high school, heartbreaks college yeah post-college buying a house i mean the whole like life phase is now the next thing we need is a husband (laughs) if you're out there anywhere i'm just kidding well we are like kidding but not i'm not really i either want to be married or i'm like so emotionally unavailable so you never know yeah i'm definitely excited to be married and you know there i might be talking to someone No, there you go. He might be out there, you know. Anyway, but it is just kind of, it's really cool to think about how we literally grew up on the internet. And I mean, there's people that write me on Instagram. I'm sure you get this too. They're like, I used to watch you when you used to post cheerleading videos. Yeah. That was when I was literally 16 and 17 years old. And now I'm 27 years old. I'm like, you've been around for that long. 
It's so crazy. It's wild. I just posted a TikTok. Danielle. Um, I saw that time. one. I want to do that one. Yeah. So you basically from, uh, I think it starts at 13. And I didn't start YouTube till like 15, 16. So I just use other videos. But yeah. from like 13 to 26 is the trend. So I did to 23. And it's a bunch of videos, like YouTube videos throughout the year. Yeah. There's all these comments like, oh my God, I've been watching you since the Striped Room. Or I've been watching you oh. since you were dating so-and-so or since yeah. blah, 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 whatever. It's really insane. Because I have people that I've watched that long. Yeah, And same. kept up with. And a lot of them I'm friends with now. Yep. But it is really weird when it's like, oh, I forget sometimes that that's also, like, my channel. Yeah. It, it's so crazy just to think about, like, people literally know everything about us. <laughs> I have a question for you. Not to take over the podcast. No, go for it. You can ask me anything. Do you find it hard or... Okay, I'll kind of phrase it in how I mean because I don't know if I can really ask this question and it makes sense. But yeah. for me, I struggle with sometimes uh, changing. And I think it's really normal, especially in your 20s, to change a lot. Yeah. But I feel that because I put my life on the internet or myself on the internet, maybe I said something six months ago that I don't necessarily agree with. Nothing like offensive yeah. or anything like that, but just like an idea that I had. I'm constantly changing my mind. So do you feel kind of weird when you're on the internet and you're changing so much and then people try to like hold you to who you were even like yes. six months ago? Absolutely. And I think that's what's so scary. And I think we were, so Kenzie and I actually went to an event today, this morning, and we were sitting there kind of talking about, you know, what do you share and be careful not to overshare too much sometimes. And so I do feel like there is a lot of responsibility with your words and a lot of accountability with your words because your audience, and I've seen this happen to me, people will be like, why did you say that? Or you used to say that? Or, you know, you never held true to your word when you said that. And so absolutely, I think it's very scary because I'm like, oh crap, why did I say that? And do I still believe that? So for sure, I find that really hard. And I definitely try to make sure that even when I'm editing, I'm going back to the video and I'm like, do I really believe that? Or did I just say that to like people please or to make myself mm -hmm. look good? And there's definitely been times where I have done that. So I need to either edit that out or go back down the road and be like, I don't know if I really meant that or I'm sorry I said that. And it's kind of an iffy thing to deal with, I feel like. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm like trapped in this box almost of yeah. like, you yeah. know, I don't know. But it's so normal to change your mind. And mm -hmm. like changing your mind is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that like what you thought six months ago was necessarily wrong. Maybe it's just not for you at that time. It doesn't have right. to be that deep. But because the internet is the internet it's so, I don't know. I think a lot of it is self-induced on my end, but also yeah. it's kind of frustrating. It is frustrating. And yeah, I do think there are a lot of people that really find it their ultimate goal and responsibility to hold you accountable, mm -hmm. to make sure you are being ethical or doing this or doing that, which obviously, yeah, we, we hope that we are being ethical and moral and right and full of integrity. But there's some people that I feel like they make that their whole life mission, their whole goal is, I mean, I know there's literally a page out there that makes her whole goal to out influencers, to make sure they're being ethical, to make sure that they're actually doing what they say they are doing, which I understand. But these pages kind of come from like a nasty way in a very mm -hmm. like hurtful way where again, there's not room for growth. It's very like demeaning and just degrading and just very mean girl bully bullying and I just don't think that's the right way to do it and so I think it's hard because I'm like okay I want to obviously grow and to take into account what someone says to me but sometimes the way they do it is just so attacking that mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not gonna take your word because the way you went about it was just so like rude and hurtful and I think there's just the right there's a right and a wrong approach to go about it yeah and I think what I'm talking about more so is not necessarily anyone doing anything wrong and if like you say things 
that are do you have an you example know, of what you're talking about um i when i give this example to someone i literally mean like oh i like the color pink and now i like the color blue um, I'm trying to think of other things. Like, I didn't drink for two years, but that's because mm-hmm. I was in a school that didn't allow me to drink. Right. And I also didn't want to say that because it, it makes the school sound crazy. You know what I yeah, mean? So, like, totally. I always kind of kept that off. Um, so, maybe something like that. I think just, like, lifestyle changes more than anything. But also, as far as, like, oh, you seem this way, you seem that way. I appreciate Like, I always really want to grow. Like, I yeah, think same. that's – I was born that way. I think it's, like, the best and the worst thing about me. But if there's something, like, serious going on in my life, like, I promise you that my parents are involved in telling me the same thing. Like, <laughs> telling me something, like, the people around me in my life have the right to, to be like, hey, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. So things that are, like, a little more serious, like, the people around me are going to actually, like, or I, I hope that agree. they would be and able to should. say something. Right. Again, I'm not talking about, like, ignorant claims and things like that. I just mean, like, maybe an attitude problem or something. Yeah, and I think that's also what I was trying to tell my audience as well is like, hey, I'm always open to learn and to grow. And, you know, there's definitely some things that people DM me about that I'm like, oh, I honestly didn't even know that or thank you for informing mm-hmm. me or shoot, I did not know that was the way that was going to be perceived. So thank you. Um, but obviously, obviously, like we have people in our lives that should be calling us higher, calling us out, keeping us accountable. And so if your community around you is being like, hey, like, I think you're okay, or what the way you did that was okay, then that's usually like the first, the first uh, people I'm going to go to, to be like, what do you think about this? Because those are people mm-hmm. that actually genuinely know me offline and online. I'm also really weary, just not even on the internet, but I think you know, across the board of people who have a lot to say about how someone else is living their lives Mm -hmm. because they typically aren't doing much themselves if they have that much time or whatever it might be. But also there is a level of like emotional maturity to know, like you don't have that relational equity with someone to one, know why they're acting that way, know what's going on with them. Or even like, who's to say the way you think someone should act is correct and how they're acting is wrong. I think that just the whole black and white thinking of like I'm right you're wrong or like my idea of someone is the right idea like that's honestly normally my least favorite kind of person (laughs) so if you don't have relational equity with someone either it's kind of like okay I think it's really helpful like I like when people are like hey just so you know like when it's kind and they're right like I'm like I'm not the person who's like oh my god I hate you blah 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 yeah but also just on a day-to-day in real life like if you don't have like actual like relational equity with me like I'm not I maybe don't hold that as high as I would to someone who's known me for seven years. Absolutely. I think that just honestly goes back into even more the evolution of the internet because there wasn't cancel culture and like drama channels, you know, started joining on YouTube and then they started outing people and then people got obsessed with those. And it's like the drama channels on YouTube are now like the news Mm -hmm. outlets essentially of YouTube and like influencers and Obviously, we've always had those, you know, tacky gossip sites, which I literally hate. I think that's so disgusting, truly. And um, so that's definitely something that I think that has evolved is, like, people used to be more, like, I feel like nicer in some sense. And maybe, I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know how to say that because there were always people that were mean on the internet. And then we had the whole, like, anti-bullying movement. And then it was, like, these drama channels that were like, okay, well, I'm just going to be anonymous then if I'm going to do it. And then now it's just, like, the, the downright just cancel culture of just, like, you suck, cancel her, cancel her brands, cancel this, like, cancel everything. Yeah. It's so weird. I think cancel culture is really, really unhealthy. It's so toxic. I think there are definitely cases where yeah. that person... It's warranted. Yeah, where it's warranted. But I do think for the most part, there's a lot of things that people don't know on the internet. I can think of 
good friends of mine who are probably the face of cancel culture at, have been at some point. Yeah, I remember those faces. And if you, but even just like certain friends who have been canceled, it's like yeah. if you actually knew them in real life and knew the actual story and like why they can't share or why they have respect for so like just certain things. It's like, uh-huh. I don't know the internet at a certain point too. Like there is, I don't think there's really no coming back. I think people do come back from it. But they will always remember, which sucks. Yeah, there's no erasing that. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I do think it's, I think there are times when it's warranted. Uh Uh-huh. But I think cancel culture overall is extremely unhealthy. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And I think that almost, it makes it hard because I do think, again, there was another shift in the internet where everyone was like, I want real, I want raw, I want authentic, I want unfiltered. So people started doing that almost to the extreme of oversharing and sharing everything to where then later people use that against you. And then you were like, oh, wait, crap. Now that's going to get me canceled because Mm -hmm. I was just trying to be honest and real and raw. And that's what I thought at the time or what seemed okay at the time. And now in 2021, it's like, no, that probably wasn't the smartest thing. Yeah. And now you can get canceled for it. And so it's kind of scary because you're like, wait, crap. Like, what did I say back then? that now could get me canceled, which is just kind of daunting to think about. Well, I remember years ago, I way before 2020, years ago, people even pulling up, like, tweets from someone seven years prior, and I'm like, that's just weird. Like, I get this thing of people that I know personally who aren't on the internet who are the ones, like, perpetuating cancel culture. Right. And I'm like, but I know what you said seven years ago, mm-hmm. and it was way worse. Mm-hmm. So, and I remember, like, specifically, I remember telling someone, I'm like, you can't say that. Like, that's, yeah. my parents have also always been, like, pretty, like, aware socially which i'm very grateful for yeah and i remember being like that's not okay like that's not cool and those are the people now who are like cancel this person we hate them whatever and it's also like the amount of time someone will be like oh so and so and talking about someone that i know and i'm like that's actually not the truth i don't know why you think you know that but again there are things where it's warranted yeah you know so yeah and i definitely think i mean i am almost glad somewhat for the shift because it's like okay yeah there's a lot for me to still learn and I'm glad that 2020 kind of had me check myself and be like, oh, okay, that wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Or I'm glad I educated myself a little bit more because I didn't know that was an issue or whatever. So it's really good, but I also think it's just made people more hyper-aware, hypersensitive, and just hyper-analytical of everything that you're doing. And so that's almost like a negative, but also in somewhat a positive. I agree. Yeah. I think it, I think becoming more aware is really a very good positive. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, there's pros and cons to all of it. Yeah. But also definitely like what you were saying. I just think, yeah, you never freaking know the true story. And there's sometimes times where like people cannot tell you everything. And it's hard because again, when you maybe do get outed for a situation, you're like, okay, how do I, you've just suddenly become this PR agency of like, how do I keep the image and how do I clear my name and how do I still represent the brand well? And how, you know, it's like this, it's so weird now because People, influencers, are now businesses. We're LLCs. We're representing other brands behind us. And so there's so much nuance involved with now being an influencer. It's not just like, oh, you post your Instagram and that's that. Like, there is so much mm-hmm. behind the scenes that people don't even see, which is, you know, kind of scary. I think, too, on the, just the topic of 2020, my management actually implemented, which I thought was so cool to, like, actually keep something going from 2020. And as far as canceling, by the way, I'm not defending any of the races that's not what I'm talking about yeah, yeah but they started um we do like anti-racism training twice a year which I think is really cool so like on the influencer in that world where you're I think it's really incredible I think every corporation should be doing that especially now yeah 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies have implemented that, especially yeah. since 2020, which is which is awesome yeah, for sure. Really cool. But overall, would you say you're very happy with your job still in your life? Yeah. I would too. Happy I, and healthy. It, are you happy and healthy, Kenzie? <laughs> yes, yes. I would say I'm happy and healthy as well. And I, I love I love my job. I love what I do. I love meeting people. I've met so many awesome people through the internet. I know you have too. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I would be, what my life would be without the internet. I'm so thankful for my job. I just, I love what I do. And I feel so fulfilled by it. I had to answer a question and like, I don't know, maybe it was like some journal prompt this morning. And it said, what would you be doing? What job would you be doing if it wasn't for social media? And it wasn't catered towards like me. Mm-hmm. It just was random. And I'm like, I honestly have no idea. Because even if it was something that wasn't, you know, yeah. forefront, I'm like a front facing whatever, it would still involve social media, I'm sure. Yeah. But I, it's just weird. It is so weird to think about like, what would I be doing if I weren't doing this? How different would my life have looked if I weren't doing this? Like, yeah. I can't even, that's so crazy. I would never move to LA. I wouldn't have traveled as much as I did. I wouldn't, there'd be so many things that would so be so different. Things. All that to say, very thankful for my job. Definitely like, and there's always been, like, I don't know how, I, I, this was like the last thing I wanted to bring up. Have you ever felt like you wanted to quit this? I've actually never had a time where I've wanted to quit. I have. <laughs> I know most people have. I've never had a time where I wanted to quit. But when did when did you want to quit? So probably a couple times. <laughs> like I've been there a few times. Yeah, I think, okay, first time I wanted to quit was actually when you met me. This was 2013 when I wasn't even fully a full-time time. YouTuber yet. I was just like doing it for fun. My channel had not taken off. I was like, yeah, I don't really think I want to do this anymore. Like I just got to college. I'm doing cheerleading. I'm in a sorority. I want to like make sure I'm really prioritizing school. I was dating my boyfriend at the time and YouTube was just kind of like a side gig. And I was like, I don't really think I want to do this anymore. And then Ava Gutowski was the one that was like, no, like keep going and we'll do a collab. And then like from there I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then there was probably also like after me and my ex separated, when we had that whole YouTube channel thing blow up that whole drama, I was like, I don't want to do this. People are so mean. I don't like, there was probably a couple times and there's just been times too, where like, it was just really hard, like hate comments and just me feeling like, what am I doing? And this was before I made the shift into making my content more faith-based because I felt really lost of like, what is my direction? And now that I've reshifted my content, started this podcast, started the Abide Tribe, I just love what I'm doing. But there was a moment where I felt a little loss of like, what is my goal? Like, what am I actually doing here? And now I feel like I know my purpose and my calling and I really freaking love what I'm doing now. I think too, it's important to note that when you're going through a really hard time, like the separation and all the YouTube stuff, whatever it was, like that you're already in such a vulnerable spot. Mm -hmm. So imagine to anyone listening, imagine going through even just a breakup, like let's just say a dating breakup, which is the worst (laughs) thing ever. And it's you going through it at home with your friends, family, whatever, right? But then imagine, like, thousands, thousands of, people. of people trying to, like, voice their opinions and getting involved. And yep. even just your knowing, yeah, sliding into their DMs, yep. like, things like that. It's it's just a very, you almost feel, like, naked. Yeah. It's, it's a weird feeling. And it's like you, especially when you first break up with them, you're like, I don't want anyone to know. I'm trying to figure this out. This is super sad. It's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And people are like, did y'all break up? Did y'all break up? Did you guys, I saw they're not posting, and, like, and they're all chatting with each other. And you're like, oh, my God, I need a moment to, like, grieve this, and now I have to grieve this publicly. And it's I, very weird. I know it sounds obvious where people are like, oh, we'll just keep it off the internet, but it's really not that easy. No. Keeping that a, a huge relationship off the internet is actually, to me, it's always been, 
and there's been people I've dated that I've never put on the internet, but it's Same. been <laughs> harder if you're in like a long-term relationship for yeah, me. Yeah, you can't not post them. It was so hard. Like yeah. I, I vlog my life. Like what right. do you want me to do, you know? Yeah, you're just like, I've just been sitting on my couch for three days straight. And they're like, no, you have not. <laughs> do you fully regret posting relationships to the internet? Not fully, no. Uh, there's aspects I regret. I regret almost the timeline or how quickly I might have done it, but I don't regret it. And I just, I really do, I'm glad I share certain aspects because in the end, I get to help people. I get yeah, to teach too. them. I get to show them things. I get to be like, hey, here's what not to do, and here's also what you should do, maybe. Um, so, no, I don't think I regret anything. You know, there might be things I'm like, dang, maybe you shouldn't have done that. But, again, you learn from everything if you change your perspective. I agree. I don't fully regret. I mean, there's things that I – there's smaller things, I'm sure, but I don't regret Right. It. But now going forward, I'm just probably going to be a little bit more careful. About I'm way more cautious it. now. Way yeah. more cautious. But that, that's a good note to end on, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Kenzie, for joining Happy Thanks and Healthy. Having I'm so glad to finally have the podcast. I'm sure my followers are excited because they've been begging for you to come on. Oh, wow. And Kenzie has a podcast as well. Why don't you tell them about your podcast and where they can find you? Yeah, so I have the I Love You So Much podcast. You guys can also just type in Kenzie Elizabeth. And we have an episode from probably like two years ago. Forever. We probably yeah. should redo that. Yeah. That was when I was like dating Devin. No. no, it was before that. Before, oh yeah, it was. I've been, I've been through a lot of life changes since then. We've been through a lot of boyfriends. Oh, <laughs> between the two of us, like God. No. Okay, I've had three boyfriends. I mean, but I'm like a very like one like I when I'm committed in the relationship, I'm committed. I'm not just like a random like hook up date around random people per person. I'm at three. I don't know. I've had three serious relationships. Serious, yeah, yeah. We've been through a lot together. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, make sure you guys check out Kenzie's stuff. It'll be down below. She has an awesome podcast and uh, we're both in Texas. So we have like content together. We play tennis together, which we need to do that again. Cause last time we weren't very good. No, I I was so sick. I'm like, Jenny, you don't understand. I can't say anything and I'm so sick. But yeah, it was a good time having you on here. Thanks, Kenzie. And uh, we'll see you guys or I'll see you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Bye guys. (laughs)